This is Aaron Levine with another episode of the Ant Insurance Podcast. Today I have Lisa English with me from English Properties and O'Brien Realty based out of the Atlantic Highlands office, right? That's correct. Still out of that office. Are you going into the office? Not really. Is anybody um, in the office? No, but that is. But that's has such a beautiful office. It is a gorgeous office, and we do trainings there. Okay. And the reality is, a real estate agent's office is their car. <laughs> they're almost never at a desk, sitting still, unless they're doing some research. So, right. Yeah. It, I go in occasionally, but I'm in my car most of the time. So O'Brien Realty has some beautiful offices in and around Monmouth County, um, the Atlantic Highlands office. You have that great loft upstairs. Yeah. I remember coming to the grand opening. Um, and every once in a while I sneak a peek inside, you know, while I'm on, uh, first, first street, first Avenue, mm-hmm. first right? Avenue. Yeah. First Avenue. If you want to stop by, visit Lisa, call her first and she'll meet you. And I'll be there in, in the office. <laughs> in the office. So I've known Lisa for, for a long time. You know, we've, we've worked together. I've helped her with some insurance related things for her clients. And Lisa also is an avid investor in real estate, uh, mom of two, so busy running around nonstop. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to have a conversation today, kind of talk about the real estate market. We haven't talked about the market. Everybody kind of has an idea of what's going on in the real estate market. Then I kind of want to dip into how does somebody get started in real estate investing? What should they know? What are the pitfalls, right? Like there was a cool meme the other day. I forget which account it was, but it was, uh, you know, I have no money in the bank, but I'm going to call my realtor and say, hey, I saw this house. I want to try to flip it. You know, <laughs> yeah. there's some cool stuff out there, but there's some reality to learning how to get into real estate investments and some precautions. And we're going to get into that. So how long have you been in real estate? I have been doing real estate full time for about 11 years. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So you've seen some market ebbs and flows. Absolutely. That's the nature of the market. It ebbs and flows. So always. right now we're at a peak, I would say, if if there is such a thing. And maybe last year we thought we were at a peak. Um, and it's everybody always says you can never time the market, right? What are you seeing in the market space? How's inventory looking? How are prices looking? Are things settling down? Are things still being sold sight unseen without inspection? Or are we are we quote unquote normalizing again? I think we are normalizing at least as normal as we can get in this still crazy market. Okay. Um, what we've seen over the past year and a half, well, even since just COVID started, is is an unstable, unnatural market. Not what you would normally see, and for a couple of reasons. One is that everybody started to work from home. So right. that changed things dramatically. All of a sudden, people who had to commute, who had to be within 10 minutes of train or ferry, whatever, that didn't exist anymore. Right. And a lot of people were like, well, now that I have this freedom of oh, where do I want to be while I work, I'm going to change my whole life and go somewhere else and get a lot more bang for my buck. Mm-hmm. And Monmouth County outpaced the entire country in oh, terms wow. of like the desirability <laughs> of this area. So, and I think that's for a couple of reasons. It's always been desirable for the location, you right. know, and for the amenities that we have here, you know, beaches, you know, access to two different cities, like all of that. Um, But I think people started to focus on it because they're going, well, I can spend X amount over here or I can come down to Monmouth County where they have all these great things going on and get a lot more money, get get a lot more for my money and even work in that like home office or like, oh, now the kids can go outside and play (laughs) rather than have to go to a park. Except Monmouth County is almost unaffordable then because of this. Uh, It definitely has pushed the affordability. Um, 
we've seen such rapid growth. I mean, 8% used to be a great, I mean, that was a huge growth. We saw some towns going 25%. I mean, that is unsustainable in my opinion. And it really did price out some people from the market. And I have some buyers who have shifted where they're looking because of that and going to towns that maybe they wouldn't have considered before, but um, they've kind of been priced out of some of the areas. So it was really crazy. I'd say in March was the height of the craziness where I had so many buyers looking and we would go to an open house and there would be a line out the door for (laughs) 45 minutes to an hour just to see a house. Um, in one of those instances, you know, we put in an offer 75 grand over list and did not get it. Um, that's crazy, right? Like, so to think about that. So um, to put something, you know, we say 75,000 over list, right? Over the, what the asking price was. And I see posts all the time from different real realtors. Oh, highest price sold. They sold for so much over list. I'm like, I, I mean, I don't know why you're, that's something to brag about. Yeah, I agree. Right? Maybe did you underprice it? Is that why you sold it for seventy five thousand over? Were you just trying to play a game, or were you trying to obviously maximize the return for your sellers, which is great, you know? But I guess there's different strategies to to doing that, or people are just that desperate to buy anything. People are that desperate because I will say, and I saw it with a lot of my, you know, my co agents too. We would price things kind of on the on the cusp of pushing it. Right. Quote unquote for the market. Like, you know, when I meet with someone, I'll go, you're probably at 575, but we could push it maybe to 590. I would go on at that 590 and I'd get 650. So crazy. And all of us are kind of, I mean, all the agents are kind of going like, what is going on? Where is the threshold? How right. do we even know how to price things? And, you know, I think everybody in the industry had that had that challenge this past year right. of like, I think I'm pricing it right. But then like, I cannot believe who just showed up and what they're willing to pay. <laughs> and the amount of cash buyers has gone up considerably. Wow. Um, Where's the cash coming from? Uh, all over. You I want to know. Like, I want to know, wanna know because Where I want is it coming some. from, um, you know, obviously New York city, there were some buyers from there. Right. Um, Hudson County, Bergen County. We definitely saw some buyers from there. And then just people locally, like there were some people, parents, you know, helping their kids out who have great equity in their home. Maybe sure. they're pulling that out or they have some cash savings or they're willing to dip into, you know, another financial you know, resource to get the house because right. that's the way that people were getting them. If you have 20 offers, I mean, I never would see that many cash offers. I would love to sell my house, but I can't go anywhere. That, There's nothing the to buy. Thing. What am I going to buy? Yeah. Right. Well, I'm, not a, if I'm not downsizing. I want to upsize. And now I really can't afford to upsize because upsizing is ridiculously expensive. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere to go. You can't take the equity out and rent either because there's nothing to, to rent. The rental market got very tight as well. Right. Um, again, because people were, were in the beginning fleeing in a way, like not sure what's going to happen over here. So I'm going to go down here, go by the beach, have a little bit of time to decompress, see how this plays out. I mean, I had to, you know, in some instances, you know, just forego a commission for my, my renter to get a rental. And then in other instances, when I was on the listing side, I had people texting me like, you know, please give us the house and going over. I mean, we had bidding wars on rentals. Oh, rentals. That is That's insane. Incredible. So yeah, it's been a tumultuous year. Um, last year was on record my best year to date. Congrats. Which is insane. Uh, thank you. But also crazy to think about. Like with a newborn in, that, in the house. <laughs> with a newborn <laughs> in the house and a, and a two-year-old. And we moved ourselves twice right. in the past year. Did twice And I'll talk about year. that because one of those was an investment. Right. So that's an, that's a fun one. Yeah, that's fun. fun So 
what's on the horizon, right? 2022 is, is right, right in front of us or whenever this podcast airs, maybe it's right behind us. Um, if this comes out in the new year, which it, which it might not sure yet, you know, what, what are, uh, what's, what's national association of realtors, what's New Jersey forecasting, what's O'Brien forecasting, what are we thinking for residential real estate in, in the coming year? This is always the question every it's year. It's a tough one, right? Always every year. And economists try to get it right. You know, real estate experts like, you know, Gary Keller, he's sure. always weighing in on it. Um, he thought the market was going to soften four years ago, and it just kept creeping, you okay. know, unnaturally. And I agree with that. Um, so the crystal ball, you know. We don't uh, have it. Million dollar question. There's no idea. There's no way to know. Right. What they're forecasting is Surprisingly, an increase because there's actually less inventory right now than there was in the spring. It's incredible. Um, if inventory stays low and interest rates, which have a huge impact on this, if they stay marginally low, even if they creep up a little bit, um, they're forecasting that we're going to have continued growth right. into the coming year. Not as wide of a growth. Um, there's just only so far it will go until everybody sure. goes, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. I'm not going to play this game. Right. You know, so there is an end to that. And I think it's all up to the consumer in a right. lot of ways. Um, I mean, as the cities start opening back up again, people are going to start yeah. creeping back. I know we're seeing a lot of people fighting, resisting going back, but I know the boats are crowded from yeah. our area for people going back into the city and commuting on a regular basis. Although Manhattan with all the mandates and everything going on in the city, it's a whole you know, it just keeps changing the yeah. way the way things are going. But I know more and more people are going to fight to stay home if they can. But as Absolutely. we creep back in, we'll probably see some some things change. And that that mass exodus obviously is is far gone for for the time being. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely calmed down. There's not as many bidding wars. Right. Um, you know, a couple I've snuck in with only what? There's only three offers on the table. Like, um, what's wrong with so this that, house? There's, yeah. you know, what's there's going problems. on here? Um, but we did see people look for more land, a swimming pool, space for a home office, or extended <clears throat> family. Like those are things that shifted. Right. You know, um, and and you know, towns that you can get to things. You know, like easily. So we definitely have seen a lot of shifting in the market. I have a friend that still works in the city, moved out of Manhattan, but they wanted a little bit more dirt than mm -hmm. Eastern Monmouth County. They wanted a swimming pool and they wanted a big enough house. They wound up going, you know, almost to Burlington County. Like they're gone yeah. because they yeah. wanted what they wanted. Yep. You know, get me out of this 800 square feet. I now want 4,000 square feet, but I can only afford and want to pay X. Yep. So they're on a two hour plus commute three days a week to the city, but they're like, Hey, it's only three days instead of five. We can manage a commute, keep it a smaller apartment in the city to yeah. stay over from time to time yeah, and have, you know, that, that suburban life. But anyway, yeah. let's move on to, uh, you know, the, the more, the more fun stuff, right? When it comes to real estate investing, investment properties, properties are, are expensive now also, but yes. you made some moves in in the last couple of years. Did. Um, yeah. And you've kept your properties, right? You're holding or did yeah. you sell? No, I hold. You're I holding. Hold. Yeah. Okay. That's my model. Okay. Um, because for the reason you said, houses are more expensive. If you can find something off market, great. And our best deal that we found mm -hmm. the past couple of years was off market. Um, however, like with that increasing price, I think the margins for a flip are a little bit less there. Right. Um, so I've always been a, a fan of holding um, and I continue. I, I think we're going to continue to do that 
despite whatever happens in the market. Sure. That's just our plan. And that's the thing with investing. As long as you come up with what's going to work for you, either can yeah. either can be profitable. Right. And I think you and I um, went to Gary Mawson. Shout out to Gary, fellow agent and friend. Um, he did an investing um, it's like, like an get investment together. club, right? Yeah, investment yeah. club where people would just get together and talk about what their goals were, what they were looking to do, and that really did make us go. All right, we just gotta we just gotta bite the bullet. Let, right. Let's do this. Obviously, we know what we're doing, right? Because it's real estate. We should be investing in it. I should be taking my own advice that I give everybody (laughs) else. Like, oh, this is a great area. You should invest here. So yeah, we we bit the bullet. June was, uh, I think, six months old. We decided we're going to buy a house for June, our daughter. We found a two-one, two-bedroom, one-bath with a basement in northern Middletown. um, So Middletown Township. Um, for 165, wow. which to me, I'm like anything under 200 in, in this area, I want to go see it. <laughs> uh, it, it needed work. Right. And it was all stuff that was manageable. Right. So it's a smaller house, smaller budget. We went for it. Um, so it's that great, was our It's first. a great way to start, right? Start small, yeah, start small, start with what you can afford, start with what you can afford to maintain, I think is, yes. is one of the important things, right? It's like, all right, it's, you have 30,000. Well, that can't be your down payment. You need to be able to carry your mortgage for six months without a tenant in there. Plus yeah. fix stuff that's going to be broken, oh, I yeah. think is super important, right? We ended up pouring in about 35 grand. So all in, we're at what? Two, 200. Right. So our rental there, um, and we put 25% down because that's something you do have to be aware of. If it's an investment, a true investment, if you're going the traditional mortgage route, it's going to be, you're putting 20 or 25% down. Um, so we net, I think 900 a month from our rental there. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'll take that all day. That's you great. Know? And you haven't had to increase the rent nope. because of, you know, the rental market, you've kind of left everything status quo, fair market rent. Yes, we have. So to speak. Yeah, right? we have. And we signed a two-year lease with her. Um, we love our tenant. She's great. She takes wonderful care of the house. Um, and then, uh, you know, we did that for June. And our, our idea was, okay, well, now we have this, you know, asset or, you know, some people don't think it's an asset. I do. <laughs> um, we have this asset. It's that's a pain only, in the butt is what it, <laughs> it is. is. It, it is. Um, that's only appreciating, right? Your tenant's paying down the debt on it. Well, you look at the waterfront now, you have Sackman just broke ground and they're the whole waterfront redevelopment over there. Forget yep. about it. That house yeah. is going to be worth, uh, you know, a little bit more than what you paid for it. Even just in the last June's three now. So right. in the last two years, that house is worth at least a hundred grand more than we bought it. And we only put 30 in, <clears throat> right. you know, 35. So now your tenant's paying down your debt. You have an you know appreciating market. Typically, even with a crash, you're still going to be winning above where you bought right. it at. Sure, and you can leverage that. You can use the the equity you have and to pull that out, do other investing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, right, you can pull the whatever. equity out and have another twenty five percent down payment for another yeah, property. Exactly, and just continue to parlay it so long as you can afford to maintain it and update it and do everything else with cash. Yep. And that's the one thing I will say as a, oh, what do I have to be aware of? Your budget. I'm looking at the camera. (laughs) Your budget. Uh, Where people go wrong is they assume it's only going to cost us X. You got to add at least 25% to that budget. I was going to say 50, but. Maybe maybe 50. (laughs) 50 is even better because it's always going to cost you more. Like even if you have the best, we we finally have the best crew of contract, contractors, electrician, plumber. We have those guys. Like they're, they're, they're just, they're a part of our team. You know, they have to be because they're so crucial. And I would say if you're planning on doing a rehab, 
which most of these investments are. You don't ne- usually get an investment that has nothing to do, right. you know. Uh, book your guys. Order your appliances. Even if you're taking a gamble, like, but order your appliances. They take months to get right, right. now. Line up your cabinet tree guy. Like, get the cabinets ordered. Have him come out and draw it out. Um, that's something that time, it, time is like, time is money. Time is a killer. And, you know, if you're not set in your schedule and, and really, really scheduling that out, right. you're going to be already behind. And then, and then you're scrambling and that's not a good place to be. So, so in, in our current market space, the current market conditions where say that house you purchased for 165, if you didn't buy it, then it's probably now listed for 275. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. How does a new investor go into that after, you know, that was, even if you were not selling it, somebody else was selling it for 275 They saw the last sale was 165 three years ago. How do they go into that $275,000 purchase, right? Their net cash at the end of the month is going to be significantly lower, right? How can we value getting into an investment right now, you know, right. a buy and hold property in the current, in the current market? I always say it's your return on investment, your ROI, and also you're looking at what your monthly is. So right. like if it's cash positive, I see that as a win. The more okay. cash positive, great. But usually the more cash positive properties I have, the higher risk. So I have we have a four family with partners over in Belmar, Beach Block, you know, great cash, but oh man, you better right. believe at the end of the season, <laughs> you know, we were cleaning up some messes and, you know, it's a very um strict town in terms of like, you know, the fines the, and everything. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So, um, if you're getting in right now, here's what I'll say. The rental rates have gone up. So everything is relative, right? Mm-hmm. So when we bought it, the rental rates were also lower. Now all that's been pushed up. Right. So that's part of the equation. The other part is look elsewhere. You know, it's like that whole thing. Um, don't wait to buy land, buy land and wait. You know, I wish that I'd taken my own advice around Kingsburg Sure. When I was telling people five, six years ago, and some of them took my advice, buy, buy something here. Right. 50 grand, 60 grand for a house. You can't, <laughs> you can't, you can't, you know, like you can't get a car for that price some right. places. So some people took my advice and they, and they did that and now they're doing really well. Um, but you, you know, some of those areas where you're like, oh, that's never going to come around or like, uh, I don't want to invest there. I mean, look, you look at history New York City, the Lower East Side, sure. Asbury Park. I mean, that's a that's a clear example. Kingsburg, where that's going, all of it, all of it, everywhere is going to eventually, you know, appreciate in value, uh, especially along the water. Right. You know, um, I think Kingsburg was uh, three or four years ago named the lowest priced land you could buy in the entire United States that adjoined a coastal waterway. Oh my God! So. Pretty smart to invest there, right? Right. Um, so just thinking about where you can go. If your money can't get it for you here, where can it get it for you? Um, you know, we're looking at a state at a couple opportunities um, for potential rental properties. So we saw a huge up upswing in like people going out to like VRBOs or Airbnbs locally because we couldn't travel, right? All the travel bans and sure, but people still wanted to go do something and it, it, you know, in a safe environment. So like looking into some of those investments, like what's something that we can buy out of state that would be a desirable location for someone wanting to go on vacation. So that's kind of our next project. You're making me want to go buy something. <laughs> I love making people want to go buy something. And, uh, I just met with a mortgage rep the other day and, uh, same thing. I was just, ha- we were just talking about it and he's like, oh, I think I'm going to go buy that place in Miami. I'm like, you should. 
You should. Because if you don't do it now. The insurance is way too expensive in Miami. (laughs) Well, and be aware of your insurance costs. Like Aaron has, you have insured every single one of our properties and be aware of if it's a vacant house, you need vacant insurance is, you know, switching it to landlord tenant. Once you get that renter in there, that's different, you know, knowing that what those costs are going to be is important. You know, it just as well as, as, as I do with respect to the insurance stuff, but it's always, you know, people always want to cheap out on insurance, especially when it comes to an investment property or even their own, you know, Oh, I don't need this, right. There's a TV commercial that says only pay for what you need. Well, I only need insurance when I get into an accident. So can I buy it the same day? Like, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't fucking work. Um, that's like another rant for another time. I'm going to do yeah. that. Um, but it's, you know, insurance is what's going to protect the asset when something goes wrong and oh, it's yeah. going to pay the mortgage when something goes wrong and it's going to rebuild the place, pay to rebuild the place when something goes wrong. So yeah. it's just part of the calculation it's part of the factor of how your money is going to work for you and how you're going to protect your money. So thanks for the insurance segue. I Absolutely. appreciate it. No, but, it, it honestly you know, is a big it's, piece of it. It's as in, it's part of the budget, right? It's, it's a business expense. And I say this to any business owner, your insurance is part of your business plan. It's not an expense that you don't want to pay. It's a business expense to protect you in the future. And while insurance costs are going up across the board, and the need and the breadth and the depth of insurance that businesses need are getting greater, you know, it's because the exposure is significantly greater out there. I mean, look at everything going on in Kentucky right now with the, mm-hmm. with the tornadoes that ripped everything apart, with the hurricanes, the wildfires, our natural world is falling apart and insurance does pay to put a lot of that stuff back together again, plus other accidents that occur- could occur and when tenants are in a place, they don't necessarily take as good a care of it as you would. So accidents could happen and, you know, issues can, can certainly arise. So you want to be protected from a liability standpoint and from a property standpoint to make sure that your own personal assets are protected and that you're not stuck coming out of pocket um, yeah. with money that you don't have to, to rebuild something or having to sell bare dirt for pennies on the dollar because you can't afford to rebuild the proper house and, and get your proper money out of a, out of a deal. So yeah, lots, lots going on. So where are you buying next? Um, so we Is have, a secret? we're under contract on oh, something. Geez. Okay, good. It's not a secret. <laughs> I'm going there after this. Um, so we have, I'll give you the rundown of our portfolio. Okay. And, this, and by the way, this is all just within like two and a half years, right? So it just shows you how just getting started is the hardest part, but once you do, and it's kind of like podcasting, right? <laughs> we spoke about podcasting. Yeah. You wanted to start doing your own podcast and, you know, relating it to music and, you know, and then I'm like, well, why don't you come into the studio one day and, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'll check have you join out. me and you check it out and we'll, we'll wrap and talk about real estate and investing and, and everything else. And yeah. just got to do it. Just got to kind of bite the bullet. It's just starting. So we have, um, we have a piece of land that we still own that was adjoining our primary home in Atlantic Highlands. So we still own that. It's it's largely not usable. There's some wetlands on it, but but they're developing right beyond that. Oh. So, hey, they might need some of that land for whatever purposes for the build out. So we have that. Then we have June's house um, in North Middletown. We bought a single family home. So when we sold in Atlantic Highlands, um, short pain, long gain, uh, live in a reno. So we moved in. It was our primary home in Keyport three bedroom, one and a half bath, but we made it a two bath. Um, We moved in there, primary residence, bought it with less down, right? So 5% down, Mm -hmm. Um, fixed it up, rented it out. 
we'll get the PMI erased by refinancing out of that. Nice. Um, so we have that. We have a, a house in Keyport. Um, we have land down off the turnpike. That's a farm. We, we're not sure what we're going to do with that. Um, we have a four family in Belmar with partners. I know people say partners are only good for dancing, but if you find the right partner, <laughs> find the right partner, find the right partner, a partnership is a wonderful way to use less of your money and, and you can both do really well. So sure. we have a partner on a four family in Belmar, and then we are under contract with the same partner on a two family in Keyport. Awesome. So after this, we're going out of state. I think we're going to look either uh, upstate New York, which is already kind of, you know, it's already kind of gone, uh, but we're looking in other areas awesome. for some, for some like vacation homes. That's great. Yeah. Well, and listen. Ireland eventually. Okay. Because I have my dual citizenship and I would love to have like a vacation home there for- that Sounds perfect. To rent out and then use for ourselves. So that that's the plan when we'll see, you know, I'm always open to- Oh, I wasn't expecting this, but this showed up. So always be open to, you know, the unexpected. And that's the way it works. You're out on the market in the field every day and, yeah. uh, you know, opportunities arise. So good, good on you for, for getting all that done. Thanks. Listen, if you have any questions about investing or real estate, whether it be Monmouth County, New Jersey, or out of state, reach out to Lisa English. You can comment on this post wherever you may see it. Um, Lisa English, English Properties, O'Brien Realty. Thanks so much for, uh, for joining us today. I'll see you soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me.